on this episode of My Lash Two Brain Cells. Not- and you know what I said? I said, no. I said, you're <laughs> not lowering your prices. You're keeping them where they are. Why did you say that to me? Because I knew it, your prices were worth it. Well, how'd you know that? Because I'm really smart. <laughs> Hi, babes. <laughs> Hi, babes. Hi, everyone. And welcome to episode 20 ah! of my last Lash two, two brain cells. cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm your host, Elliot Morris. And I'm so excited for this episode. I cannot believe it's already episode 20. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we started two this. Two decades of shows. <laughs> yeah, 20 years. We've been doing this for two decades, y'all. I know. It's so crazy. Our first episode, we were so nervous. You should have seen Madison. I was actually really nervous. I didn't know what to wear. And I was so anxious because it was my first time talking in long format to people. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to wear the right thing. And I made Mariah give me her shoes off her feet because I just wanted to, like, have the right outfit. I wanted the background to be perfect. And we wanted it all to be good for you guys. I'm really grateful that people still listen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's crazy is that they didn't listen to the first show and then just tune out after that. It means the the audience grew after the first show. This is a highly requested episode um, because I can speak to it with a lot of personal experience. Um, This episode is how to build your lash business in a new state or a new area. Like you're an established artist, somewhat established, and you have to relocate. Happens to the best of us. Sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you got to leave town. Um, and I moved. You make too many enemies. You, you gotta, you gotta skip town. You do too That's much, what happened to us. You do too much crime. Yep. You we did li- so much crime in Anchorage, yeah. you guys. We um, can never go back. Yeah. Um, but it's a really, really hot topic and not a lot of people talk about it. At least when I was moving, you know, across state lines, True. I really didn't know anyone who had successfully done it. Um, so it was new territory for me and I learned a lot along the way. Um, and in those two years, it's been two years since we moved to Arizona, two years since we packed up the truck, said goodbye and moved. And I've learned so much and it was a very, very, uh, tough, you know, it's a lot of growing pains moving from state to state, especially when you are successful in one area and you have that clientele, you have that income, you have, you know, a life that you built for yourself. Starting all over is very, very scary. Um, and I didn't know. I knew like two other lash artists here that I was friends with. Um, And that was it. We didn't have any friends and family here. So if you are someone that is thinking of moving, you want to move or you have moved and you're just struggling. I even know some lash artists that moved years ago and they're still struggling. And it breaks my heart because for me, it was quick. I mean, my business grew here, but it wasn't through any miracle. I mean, it was through systems and marketing and hard work that's really what it is and i want to break down what that can look like for you yeah you went from zero clients to so many clients and then back to zero and i'm retired yeah now back to zero yeah we're helping you go to a bunch of clients and then back to zero (laughs) that's the goal it is so crazy how much could happen in two years because like two years ago my biggest (laughs) struggle in life was having no clients and that was all we cared about was getting you a full clientele yeah and now i couldn't have imagined and two years went by and i retired from lashing and quit my day job yeah and you quit your day job yeah and now we're now we're fun employed as my clients like to say fun employed (laughs) (laughs) that's goofy that's funny Uh, no one of my 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 uh one of my friends today was like how's fun employment Because Ellie and I are just, you know, yeah, I have to go sign up for my fun employment checks. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's been an amazing ride these last two years. I've learned a lot, and um, the thing is, is like building a business. Whether you want to branch into salon suites, whether you want to branch into products, you want to have employees, you want to have, uh, 
what else you want to have um, education, whatever it is that is your big goal. It all starts with having a full clientele. True. Like that is the root of it. You know, it, that's that, true. If you're in the beauty industry, if you're in the beauty industry, that's that's what gives you the credibility to do any of the other. It stuff. It gives you the street cred. It gives you the yeah. whether you do if you're doing products. It's like, yeah, I use these. I use my products and I have a full clientele. And then people are like, well, clearly some people must like them. Then. Yeah. And having a full clientele really grew my business as well as an educator because people trusted me. It built a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. You know, people could see that I was charging what I charged and I was working, you know, the days and hours I was working. They're like, wow, this girl's actually done it. So if education is your goal um, and you want to teach people how to get booked, be booked. You know, you know? That's, that's good. That's a good one. You should trademark that. It's simple. I will say, though, if it because the thing is, in this day and age, like the world is changing. If you want to leave your hometown, if you want to move, I, I encourage you to do, do it. it. I know it's it. scary and I know it's hard. I want this episode to be very encouraging because it was like the scariest thing we've ever had to do as a couple. But moving out of our hometown, best decision ever. <laughs> it was very, oh my god! It was very, very hard and very hard to leave like both of our families, all of our deep, deeply rooted friend groups. Oh yeah, and my clientele, like hundreds of people that I loved and cared about. Yeah, we grew up there. Yeah, you know? Elliot. Elliot had a great job back home, um, so it it was definitely not like anything was pulling us here besides just the want to start that new life for each other. And so, if, if that's really on your heart. I say do it, like make a plan and do it. But uh, if you are a lash artist, you are going to have to do some hard work. You are going to have to kind of, you know, dig your roots. So put your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Um, I have three things that I want to encourage you to do that Ooh. will build your books. And this is just what I did. Um, Get your notebooks ready. <laughs> everyone's like, how did you do it? Well, I, I figured well, this it is how. This is how. This I'm going to tell you. Um, number one is you have to prepare. Um, and I, I would say start preparing like mm, a good like 30 to 60 days in advance. You don't need to be preparing for a year. Like I gave my clients a year notice that I was moving. <laughs> and so every appointment they'd be like, is this our last appointment? I'm like, nope. We nope. have another mm, 10, 10, 11 months. 12 more. Yeah, 10, 11 months. Uh, so, yeah, um, <laughs> when I say prepare, I mean, when you hit ground in a new area, I, I and this is just kind of my personality. Maybe you're like this, too. I wanted to have clients on my books when I hit ground in Arizona. That's good. Yeah. I wanted to, like, drive across the border, and I wanted to know, like, this is Saturday, and on it, next Saturday, I'm going to have three clients. That was my That's goal. That's great. And that gave me some peace of mind knowing that I'm not starting from zero. I've done a little bit of that back work. Um, and so what I did was about a month prior, I changed my Instagram website, Google and everything to be the new location that I was at. Smart. Um, even though I wasn't there. Why? Because clients are going to start to find you. Um, and then I had a start date. Like I started a new booking system like on my website and it was for Arizona clients only. And I said uh, starting. So I moved like January 20th, I think. And my goal was to have a client every day in February. You're crazy. That was my what goal. an ambitious goal. That was my goal. And I had a lot more than one client every day in February. But per. Uh, I remember that uh, I started that that booking. You know, my booking was only for Arizona clients mm -hmm. starting in February. I knew I was going to be there. You know, um, I had a space lined up. Have a space lined up. Yeah, Please. that's huge. It's huge. That's huge. If you're moving and you don't know where you're going to be, like, uh. I mean, I, I moved into a place pretty much sight unseen. Mm -hmm. You know, I had like stopped by once on a trip, you know, a year prior. But yep. um, have a space, whether it's a salon suite, whether it's your home, whether it's 
uh, whatever it is, have a space lined up. It might not be your forever space, but have somewhere that you can work immediately. Have that lease signed, ready to go. Um, that, that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted to like move into our apartment, move into my suite, start taking clients and just have that rhythm kind of going. Um, so first thing I did was I made my Instagram, uh, like accepting Arizona clients, February 1st booking link down below. Then you can start posting and marketing and targeting it all towards Arizona immediately. You don't need to any long, you no longer need to be worrying about your current business No, because those clients, um, I mean, you're not going to be taking them. You're not going to be taking them anymore. So just book them manually, have them book through you through text and have the website only be for the new area. Um, so that's the first thing I did. And all my marketing, even like I'd say about 30 to 45 days out was, um, you know, I would post my work, post my pictures. Reels weren't a thing at the time. Um, and I would just be like accepting Scottsdale clients starting February 1st. This is my work. This is where I'm located, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, tagging my new location. All the hashtags. Yeah. And I was tagging relevant places nearby. Like I was tagging the mall nearby my new suite. I oh, was, yeah. I was tagging restaurants That's near my new one. suite. Yeah. So people that were in that area started to get familiar with my work when they saw it. Um, and it was just kind of fun. It was like, Ooh, she's not going to be here till February. Um, I followed every single service provider and lash artist and hairstylist and injector and massage therapist, (laughs) every single beauty service provider I could possibly find on Instagram in my new area. This is to build my network. They can see that I'm someone that's moving here. It just builds that little network. Who's in the building I'm going to be in. You know, you want to build those relationships before you hit ground. Um, so I did that. Uh, I, I ran giveaways. I ran a giveaway, um, I think like three months before I moved. Yeah. I did yeah. a Thanksgiving giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my Thanksgiving giveaway, which I didn't move till February. Um, Late January. Th- yeah. yeah, January. And for Thanksgiving of the year prior, I, I gave away uh, three full sets. Wild. Three full sets and then a half off training with me. You're crazy. And so I, I had a student on my books for Arizona and three local Arizona people. Yeah. And, and not a lot of people entered because my Arizona network wasn't very big, but three people did. Three people did. And everyone else that entered that giveaway, I think, you know, people will enter the giveaway. Obviously, I had three people win, but I would message every single person that entered the giveaway and I would say, Hi, beautiful. Thank you so much for entering. I already picked the winner, but I'm moving to the new state. And as a thank you for supporting my business, I wanted to offer you, you know, 20% off your first service with me if you'd like to see me once I move. Automatically, I had 50 people that I had messaged ready to see me for a discount Yep. when and I that's, moved. That's a huge way to just any giveaway you do to just massively increase the value. That's my giveaway of, hack. Of that gi- oh, yeah. Like, that's my hack. I like, told you. Oh, yeah. I think we already talked about that. But, yeah, if you run a giveaway, obviously you pick your winner. But then everyone else who entered, just say, hey, thank you. Give them a massive discount. Do even more than 20% if you're, yeah. like, really trying to get clients. Like, just give them a massive discount. And then, like, you turned one winner into just this huge marketing opportunity mm-hmm. for yourself. And um, because giveaway posts obviously always get a ton of traffic mm-hmm. and they get a ton of engagement. So it's like, might as well use that to get, you know, a bunch of people seeing your services and um, way more likely to book something with you. Um, and then they feel like appreciated, like, oh, even though I didn't win, I still got like this big discount. Yeah. Like, I feel As like I kind of won. Exactly. Second thing Good. is, I had a really, really big referral program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do referral programs either right or wrong. And there's a way to do it. There's a sweet spot, right? Where it's it's enough incentive for people to actually do it and refer people. And then it's sometimes it's too little people just throw them away. But I had referral cards made on Zazzle, Zazzle.com, cute little things. Um, it's a little cuter than Vistaprint. Um, and I made referral cards. I made yeah, all my paper products for my clients, you know, the aftercare, the whatever. And uh, 
I I gave them at the end of the service to every single client. I just, you know, was very the way you say it is I would say as they're leaving, like after they've checked out, I would say, oh, so you know how I just moved here. I'm building my books. Um, I have space for about 15 more clients. So if you know anyone that just loves your lashes, you can give them this gift card. I would say like, it's a gift card, a gift from me to you. Um, and if they want to see me, like say your mom says, oh my gosh, girl, I love your lashes. Like who, who did those lashes? Just give them this and have them hold on to it and bring them to me. And it's $50 off their first service with me. And then as a thank you, I'm going to give you $50 off your next service with me. That was my referral program. So $50 each, that's a big enough incentive that people would refer people left oh, and yeah. right I, I had every client referring someone and I, well i think a big like psychology thing of that is like calling it a gift card instead of calling it a discount is yeah. huge because oh, it's I like would never call it a discount yeah it obviously for the service provider operates the exact same way it's like you're giving them 50 dollars off but if you say hey <laughs> Here's a $50 gift card that mm -hmm. you can put towards any of my services. Mm -hmm. You can give this to someone and if they, they redeem it, then I will give you a $50 gift mm -hmm. card. Then people are like, oh my gosh, a $50 gift card. Like I a $50 gift card is worth 50 bucks. A, a discount's worth nothing. Yeah. But a $50 gift card, like just in people's heads, because people are used to paying money for gift cards. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying, hey, I'll give you this gift card, you can't redeem it yourself, but any of your friends could redeem it. And if they redeem it, I'll give you a $50 gift mm -hmm. card. Then... Obviously, you don't have any services that are $50. So it's not like you're just giving away a free service. If if someone in order for someone to redeem that $50 gift card, they're going to have to spend, you know, 150, yeah. 200 bucks with you. When I moved here, my prices for for reference, when I is that a Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. When I moved here, Super. my full set price was 260 and my fill price was 150 and 175. And that was high. That yeah. was higher than what they were in Alaska. I was also the highest price in the space that I moved into. Yeah. Yeah. You started off strong. But the the reason you were able to start off there was because you already had an audience of like service providers and you were was, already a trainer. Yeah. I was coming from a place of experience, not mm -hmm. a place of like, uh, oh, I'm the new girl. Because yes, I was in yes. a new area. But if you're new and you're coming from a place of like experience, you know, don't feel the need that you have to do like heavily discounted yeah. stuff. My opinion on doing discounts when you're new in an area is don't do like discounts like, oh, my first month, like all your, you know, it, everything's 30% off because you're going to attract the clientele that is constantly looking for the next discount. Um, rather, I was like, you know what? I would rather have a great referral program for people that just, and also I would say like, you know, don't give this to anyone, like give this to like, you know, I, I want good clients. I like, give this to your, your close friends, your family, you know, p people that like love your lashes. Don't just like, you know, yep. throw these everywhere. Um, because I didn't want people that just want to see me for a discount. I wanted people that loved my work and really appreciated my work. Um, when I moved here, I, uh, posted like crazy. I made sure I was posting, uh, about twice a day. Yeah. I was posting twice a day on my feed. Um, I wasn't posting my availability on my stories. I wasn't posting anything like that. I was letting my work speak for itself and I was being extremely consistent with it. Be consistent. Let your work speak for itself. And if you don't have those clients, you don't have those photos. Like if you're like, oh, well, I, I'm not taking clients. Yeah, I don't have any clients. How am I going to get photos? Model sets. Yeah. If you don't have clients on your bed, use the free time that you have for the first time in a long time to take those model sets. And it's okay. That's not working for free. That's working in exchange for something. And portfolio work, I would say, is imperative. Whether you're starting out just where you are or starting on a new state, especially if you're starting on a new state, you need your portfolio to stand out. Yeah. Right. True. Because everyone, especially in somewhere like Arizona, like Scottsdale is flooded with beauty, you know, L.A. flooded with beauty, Miami, all those places. You need work that people will stop their scroll 
and they will go to your page and they will go to your website and they will go through all the hoops to book with you. Um, because at the end, you know, when people are looking for lashes, all eyes kind of start to look the same. All lashes kind of start to look mm-hmm. the same. The pictures start to look mm-hmm. the same. It's tiring. Um, so that was my biggest priority was that my Instagram looked beautiful. My website looked beautiful. Everything was polished and ready to go. Yeah. Um, so when I hit ground, I made sure that any day that I wasn't lashing, I had be- I had a model coming in for a complimentary full set. Now I charge, you know, I usually charge for model sets, but that that still blows my mind. Why? It, I ju- no, I, it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you can charge money for model sets, but like I every every like time I heard about modeling, it was like the models getting paid. Yeah. So the fact that you're at the point now where models are paying you yeah. to be your model yeah that's awesome well it kind of depends i mean it does it yeah does. it depends like if i have someone coming in and i'm gonna be filming them like all day oh, yeah th- if we're gonna I, spend yeah i do it for free because that's like annoying um <laughs> you know it's yeah, like yeah. cameras and and i and i ask them to come here and make up ready and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. like that that's a big day but um if someone is you know just like i'm just i need content or something and all i'm getting out of it is a picture like oh yeah then yeah then they should i still charge 200 bucks yeah that's great one to 200 bucks um but or if it's a student set i always do it for free because i just want them to enjoy themselves and whatever but uh what was i saying yeah i did a lot of model sets and i think in the beginning you know if you're building your books you have to get a little bit comfortable in my opinion working for free for a little bit um just because you're not really working for free you have to go into it like with a contract you know where it's like hey in return you know i'm gonna get x amount of pictures x amount of videos um you know i i need you to be here for x amount of time and and you know and you can even have the agreement that like would you please like post about me or something Mm -hmm. um and so for me the way i did model sets and the way i kind of conducted it is uh first of all i was used to lashing 10 to 11 12 hour days back in alaska so it was very uncomfortable for me to be in a new environment where i was lashing maybe four hour days and so what Mm -hmm. i did was that extra six or seven hours that i would be spending in my business back home i would reinvest into my business i would make sure that i was either uh making my room prettier you know i was like Mm -hmm. getting my retail set up i was uh reaching out to new clients i was dming people i was posting you know like making sure that my business was attractive to clients or just practicing or just like, you know, yeah. brushing up on my skill. Um, I would, I would really spend time working on your business when you're not working in your business. Yeah. No, that's like one of the things that we always say to people is yeah. if um, I have never seen anyone who has worked eight hours a day, who is an independent like lash artist or any sort of beauty professional, I've never seen anyone who spends eight hours every day working and that's either if they're taking clients eight hours a day, well, then you're fully booked. You're good. But if you're not taking clients eight hours a day, then if they spend whatever the rest of that time of that eight hours is, like advertising their business, reaching out to people for model sets, working on their website, working on their Instagram, just if they spend eight hours a day working, I've never seen anyone not be successful. Like it, you just have to put in the time a lot of times and yeah. and you'll you'll get there. 100%. Ellie was really encouraging to me too. Like whenever I was and I I'll be honest with you guys. Like yes, I put the pedal to the metal. Yes, I was working hard. Yes, I was in my little hustle and grind era, but Ellie was very encouraging and there was one night I remember where I was crying in our apartment bathroom like on the floor and I'm not like a messy like emotional person, yeah. but I was like really really 
struggling with my identity not being wrapped up with being a fully booked lash artist like I and guys this is me working like I was working still like I was lashing three to four hours a day like I was fine yeah. everything was good no, her identity was that she worked 12 hours that a was day. And it she is, lashed 12 hours a that day was my day. identity it was yeah. it was I was Maddie the flipping lash lady <laughs> and I remember Elliot was just like you need to be patient you are so good like just keep doing what you're doing and I remember I, I was begging you I said Elliot Here's I what need I, to no, lower my prices. Here's, I said, Elliot, do you know what I need? I need to lower my prices. This is unapproachable to people. I know this is what my work is worth and everything, but like this is not. And you know what I said? I said, no. I said, you're <laughs> not lowering your prices. You're keeping them where they are. Why did you say that to me? Because I knew it, your prices were worth it. Well, how'd you know that? Because I'm really smart. <laughs> you know, I'm really smart, Madison. And I looked and I saw, okay, no, this is this is the way I thought about it. And maybe maybe Also, this when we moved to Arizona, I didn't think of my prices. I didn't look at what anyone else was charging. I actually, we were on the drive to Arizona. We were in like Utah. And I go, oh, hey, Elliot. I was working on my website. And I go, yeah. um, should I have the same prices as back home? And Elliot goes, no. And I said, oh, what should they be? Elliot goes, mm, let me think about it. And back home, my fills were, uh, they were up to 135. They were 90 to 135. And Elliot goes, mm, like 150 to 175. Make your full sets almost 300. I was like, really? How much were your full sets in Alaska? Uh, they were 180. Yeah. yeah. And Elliot goes, <laughs> nice. he just like made that up. And I was like, really? Well, I don't know what anyone else is charging. Elliot goes, don't look. Just that should be your prices. Okay. Here was my reasoning. Here was my reason. Elliot made my price menu yeah, off is. of literally yeah. just his brain. You're welcome. <laughs> um, here was my reasoning, though. I didn't just pull it out of nowhere. She makes it sound like I was just like, mm, yes, I, I, I don't ask Elliot's opinion for no reason. He's very smart. Thank you. Um, but no. So what I was thinking, the, the reasoning behind it was when Madison left in Alaska, she um, she was so massively booked that like she had a wait list. She was working. She had a wait list. She was working like 12 hour days. So I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, okay, Madison obviously could be charging more in Alaska. Like her prices are too low where she's at. So she could probably do like a $30 price raise, still be totally fully booked in Alaska. Then we're looking at the economics of Alaska versus Scottsdale. Alaska is like freaking Anchorage, Alaska. No one thinks of beauty in Anchorage, Alaska. You think of Scottsdale. Scottsdale has like the highest, uh, the highest density of plastic surgeons <laughs> per capita of like anywhere in the U.S. Scottsdale is like Scottsdale is like L.A. light. Uh, Scottsdale is where all the hot girls are at, and that's where everyone's spending. Every, everyone here is so beautiful. That that's true. When we first <laughs> moved here, we were just like looking around. And we were like. I feel like we're the ugliest ones here like, now. I'm like, I was an Anchorage 10, but I'm like a Scottsdale too. <laughs> um, but but then I was like, everyone here is used to spending so much money on all their beauty stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you look at you look at all the permanent makeup, all the med spas, all the plastic surgery. Like it is a luxury beauty place. Mm-hmm. It's like you need to be at that level. So it's like, okay, if she could justify a $30 price raise in um alaska she could totally justify a 50 dollars price so all it came down to was me proving myself yeah absolutely yeah and and the other thing too because you can't just charge like crazy high prices just because you're in an area that like is used to crazy high prices that like that is true that is true she had to but but the thing is too already at that point she was doing a ton of trainings she was she 
the other thing too before we moved to arizona you already had a bunch of trainings lined up yeah with people in arizona oh yeah i'm not talking about training it's just like no but the thing is i was an established educator yeah yeah. the thing is if you're an educator you can charge higher prices for your services because if you're the one who's teaching the other lash artists you should be charging more than the people you're teaching by a lot exactly and i think that's one of the reasons people don't take trainings from other people because oh it's because they're not those other people aren't charging way more than them absolutely because it's like why would i take a training from someone if if my like if i'm looking if if i'm thinking about the reasons to take a training a lot of times the reason i'm taking a training is because i want to get like that person yeah if i'm taking a training from someone it's because i want my business or my life to be more like them and if they're in the exact same position i'm in why would I take a training from them? So my pricing, you know, it was it was a long term decision. It, we were we were playing the long game, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So uh, I did model sets when I had free time, and the way that I reached out to models, and this is like people are so flabbergasted by this because I will tell everyone I'll shout out from the rooftops. Yep. This is what helped me. Like I didn't get this advice from anyone. I don't know if this is super unorthodox, but like I was DMing one hundred people a day. Yeah. When I tell you like, that. Like local influencer people. Like 6,000 to 20,000 followers. regular people. Yeah. Also, it will also, But we were trying to hit the more like people with more Instagram followers. Because yeah. it's like in exchange for you doing their lashes, they were giving you like a shout out yeah, on their Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, okay, well, how do I get model sets if I don't know anyone? Great question. Um, First of all, like you got to fight for your network. You got to like no one is going to hand you people and you can't. Yeah. So anyway, I would go on Instagram and granted, I didn't have a lot of followers. When I moved to Arizona, I had 6,000 followers. Was um, it that? Really? Wow. You've 10X'd in did, two years. I That's did, wild. I did. I did. Um, yeah. I had six, almost 7,000 followers and uh, I, you know, my work was, was great and I was, you know, an educator and everything and my Instagram was clean and nice and pretty. Um, <laughs> and the way that I reached out to models was I would go on hashtag my local area hashtag scottsdale foodie hashtag scottsdale influencer look up location hashtag scottsdale model people that clearly like were into like photography and kind of like the creative space um i would look up like scottsdale hairdressers and scottsdale barbers and scottsdale uh y- you know whatever haberdashers all the bu- all the businesses <laughs> scottsdale jockeys scottsdale shoe shiners scottsdale shoe shiners yeah any any local business and i was targeting people that were my ideal client i wasn't ta- and I didn't want to target like big supermodels. I wanted to target no because pe- they're not going to respond to you. Yeah, I wanted to target people that had like uh, a very local kind of following. And so even if they had like less than a thousand followers, I could see that like oh maybe they um y- you know like they are the receptionist at a hair salon or they're yeah, a tattoo artist. True. Like I wanted to target people that were specifically in the service industry that because they they are my ideal clientele. That's true. Because they appreciate my work and yeah. they appreciate quality and they appreciate you know conversation all that stuff so i was dming like cold dming like 100 to 150 people a day until instagram wouldn't let me um and yeah people, yeah you're not allowed to send messages you past have, a certain number you have to put your ego aside because it's like you are building a business and mm. at the end of the day handing out your business card you know to you're not getting any clients from handing out your business card i was doing that too but it didn't give me clients it doesn't really work yeah and and i wanted i wanted to build my business got one fast yeah and you know what it did it was awesome. And no, it did. Well, and, and fast, let's give context for what fast was. It was like you were getting like one client a week. I could show up at first. I can pull up my schedule. You're getting like one client a week. And then it was like some some weeks you get two clients. Uh, and then eventually it was like, oh, I got three clients this week. This was this my schedule great. when we moved. Yeah. I had two days off and one or two things every day. Yeah. 
which is still like that's not bad wait okay so when i moved here this was my february yeah that's february so that was the first there's like 20 here. appointments here there's yeah, like they probably can't see it too 25. well so just describe it also and most look people at april just listen well, most people just listen, so maybe describe Look it. Look at it, Elliot. I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it fills up. Whoa. Okay, no, d- describe what you just went through because everyone's listening. <laughs> it's a and, podcast. And also, even the people on YouTube cannot see their, like, the glare. <laughs> Guarantee no one saw I'm any like, of that. You're like, um, you're a makeup influencer. Yeah, so basically, I... February I, had a lot of gaps and, like, one appointment a day. But that one appointment a days. day, that one appointment a day, you need to treat that as that as if that is your only client. Like, I would show up, I would dress up, my music was on, my candles were lit, the blankets were fluffed, oh, like, yeah. the room was decorated, you know, like, you're setting the mood to make that client feel like they are your only client because they are, but when you have three and four and five, they only need to have that same replicated experience. Well, so, and the thing is, too, like, when you're doing these, like, free full sets, like, mm-hmm. model sets... The goal isn't just to have them tell their friends. The no. goal is for them to become a client. Yeah. And so. Ideally. Like just to be like totally clear, like they're not all going to become clients. Mm-mm. Probably you the majority. You can't expect them to. The majority probably won't become clients. But if you convert, you know, 20% of the people that you do model sets on or 20% of the people that you give free sets to mm-hmm. into lifelong clients or clients that stick around for a long time, mm-hmm. that's great. And you can do that by just giving them really, really, really good service when mm-hmm. they come in Absolutely. and doing a fantastic job. And if you do a fantastic job with them, giving them a free set, then it's and, a and- one time free thing for a lifelong oh, client. Uh, like, yeah, it's- absolutely. You can you you can absolutely afford to waste, you know, twenty, thirty dollars a product on someone and then two hours of your time. Whatever. If twenty percent of those people are going to turn into clients that pay and you, you get portfolio pictures oh, and, and you get, you get referrals. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, also also um a lot of people are gonna be curious how I would cold DM people. Yeah. Um, your script? And the way that I would you do it. Make them, you should make them buy booked and busy to get the script. Oh, so I do. I'll plug it really fast. I don't plug a lot of things on here. because po- we, we really, I feel like we do a really bad job of plugging <laughs> promoting ourselves. A- I listen to like most podcasts and like. They're promoting stuff constantly. Oh, yeah. And I'm I just have like, something to promote. I don't I, don't I have really something care. to promote. I just want to help. I have something to promote. What? Oh, yes. <clears throat> I have an ebook. It is called. Booked and busy. I know the name is basic, but it's really, really good. It's about how to get booked and busy. Uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff that we're telling you in this podcast it comes from booked and busy. Yeah, um, I, I wrote an ebook. But there's a lot more in it. I wrote an ebook about. that's a um, it's a hundred pages. First of all, it's yeah, a it's very big. De- it's a very detailed guide on how you can get booked in a new state or in your current area, um, and it has all the scripts and all the emails and everything that I uh, did to get booked very fast. Um, and it also contains like um, things you wouldn't think about and like you know things to post and things for your instagram and other strategies you would never think about um even like in-person strategies introvert friendly strategies introvert friendly strategies yeah it, it's it's really good so go on my website oh. it's called booked and busy it's pretty Check affordable it i think it's, it's like 97 bucks yeah it's great um it's fantastic like everyone no one that has taken it has been like this didn't help me so no yeah everyone's loved it yeah booked and busy is great so plug over plug is over anyway so the <laughs> the thing that i would send to people when i would like cold dm them was uh i didn't want it to sound like too copy and paste ish um even though it was it was a copy and paste message so i would reach out and i would say hi beautiful my name is maddie morris i just moved here from you know tell them a quick little who you are you know give them your story yeah otherwise it's like do you want to buy a sundial you know and so <laughs> i would be like hi beautiful my name is maddie i just moved here from anchorage and i'm building uh my clientele 
you can take a look at my work. I don't know if you're interested in lash extensions or if you already have them, but if you don't have lashes currently, um, I just wanted to offer you um, a complimentary full set just so I can get my work on some real faces. Um, like, and I wouldn't ask for anything in return. I wouldn't ask if I was just doing these, these cold damn model sets, I wanted the most return on people like responding to me. Um, and once you start getting into like, it's only $200 and I'm going to need you to come in on Thursday and I'm going to, you know, it becomes, they're like, well, no who, who are you? Like I have a job. Whoa. Um, and so I just made it like, just truly like, Hey, I'm new in town. I want to get my work on real faces. I want to gift you this. Um, if you were, you know, if, and, and just say like, I, I love your page. I love your work. Cause I was reaching out to people that like, you know, other lash artists. other businesses or whatever yeah. um and i would just say like thank you so much for even reading this you know here's my phone number if you have any questions xoxo maddie and the thing is is success is is volume it's doing a lot of volume yeah. and I've, I've i've given people this advice and like the one person will respond back and be like no thanks and the, they're like oh oh my gosh it so, doesn't work someone rejected me and uh. i'm like the thing is is if you dm 150 people like what if you you might get three people that accept but you know it, you're not going to dm three people and get three people if that it's accept. not working for you it's because you haven't done it enough you haven't done it enough yeah you know? and i did that and boy oh boy my schedule filled up and a i was meeting amazing people that were so grateful that i was doing this for them my schedule was so open that i could get them in whenever which is such a gift you know yeah. you when you're when you're fully booked you don't have time to just be enjoying those long beautiful model sets and taking pictures you know you're rushed you're in and out um and so it was it was lovely and i made some great connections and it's so cute because two years later a lot of those models because i took a lot of them can't come by the coffee shop and uh, you know i had, remember yeah. i had a model named Kristen. she was one of my models. oh yeah yeah yeah. i still follow her on instagram yeah she's like she was she's like so sweet she was like a local uh trying to get into photography and and influencing and stuff and uh she's so nice. i remember we just had a model set i never saw her again never did a fill i don't think we ever uh, like cross paths again she comes in the coffee shop the other day and it was like you know, it was like talking to an old friend. She was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're the best lash artist ever. You know, And it's like you make – I was building that network. True. And, you know, the thing is, is like even if this is someone that doesn't see you recurring, that maybe can't afford lashes, that maybe doesn't have um, the time to get their lashes on, whatever it is, you've, you've made that connection. And that connection means something. And, you know, it's so crazy what I got out of a lot of these DMs is a lot of the time the people that a currently had lashes and were like oh i'm so sorry girl i already have a lash artist um i would just say like no worries if you ever need me i'm here all the very best don't try to poach other people's clients you know oh yeah and that's another thing is when you're reaching out to people go through their thing i I would make sure they were people that did not have lash extensions yeah make sure they don't currently have like lash extensions in super recent photos yeah do not dm (laughs) other people's clients because then that's how you make like enemies, enemies yeah. with your with all the lash artists in your area do and that. like you don't want to do that in your new yeah area. so i would specifically look yeah. for people that uh there's enough clients for everybody i would specifically look for people and you can do this from from one scroll that yeah. either wore mascara or strip lashes yep. but not lash extensions because that's your target people yeah. that love lashes don't have lash extensions yeah so get the falsy girls yes get the falsy babes so but it's so crazy because years later those people that i messaged some of them would respond and be like oh i'm so sorry i already have a lash artist but this is so sweet like thank you for thinking of me um and then i was like no worries girl thank you so much you know if you know anyone whatever um when their lash artist either quit went on vacation had a baby whatever guess who's the first person that they reach out to 
this guy this little guy and and like i could no longer take them but how cool is that 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 seed was <laughs> i did have to say no but, <laughs> but how cool is that 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 seed was planted you yeah. know that like months later or years later they were like oh who's that one girl that was so nice and just reached out like you know just introduce herself it's maddie yeah you'll you'll never regret being kind and offering someone something just you know and it's okay to be honest i'm new i'm building my clientele thing is building your clientele isn't as hard as people make it sound because people think you need hundreds of clients if you're a luxury you price service writer you need 20 yeah and you're doing good if you're at 40 you're massively fully booked yeah if truly. you're in between 20 and 40 you are doing great it becomes like a game so once you have that client that's you're like they book their bills they love you they're posting about you 19 more to go baby that's, that's it. it take that pressure off yourself that's it you're doing like 10 a week yes that's good yes that's yes, two yes. a day um I also wanted to talk about the last thing. Um, and this is just some advice. This isn't super like practical, but I, when I moved to Arizona, I also knew other people that moved to Arizona um, and were starting, you know, their business as well. And some of them succeeded wildly and some of them didn't like some of them massively failed. Oh yeah. That's um, true. And the thing is, is like, and I say that. And their names are. No. <laughs> and I say that because here's what happened. I saw people that came into it and, and they, I mean, they were gone after like a month, you know, but yeah. I had people that I knew that like, oh, I also just moved to Arizona and I'm starting hair. I'm starting tattooing. I'm starting, you know, eyebrows, whatever. Um, and they didn't make it because they were expectant and yeah. they expected to be successful because they saw other people be successful or because they were successful in their previous area yeah and the thing is is even though you're coming from experience you still have to start over you still have to come from a place of humility yep. and come from a place of like gratitude for the people that are seeing you and and i i had you know people that i had met and they uh were like well just give me your clients and I'm like, well, whoa, I, it happened to me. And I was like, well, whoa. I'm sitting here working 10 hours a day, getting these people through the door to trust me, mm -hmm. you know? And, and yes, I, I'm, I'm very, you know, gracious with referrals and everything, but it's like, you can't expect, you can't expect from other people. You have to do the work. You have to rely on your own talents, your own gifts and your own hard work. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to move to this area because people are charging this much you have no idea how they got there. Like I saw people in Scottsdale and I was like, wow, these people are charging like, that you know, kind of what we did. Well, yeah, but I, but I did bit. the work. That is true. And, that and, is true. and a lot of people were like, oh, Maddie's charging this. And this you were, you, when we moved here, you were at the level of all the people charging that much. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But, but I had a lot of people that I knew that were like, oh, I'm also going to match this price. I'm going to match this, match this, match this because that's like the area standard. And, um, you like, just because someone is charging something, you have no idea how mu how much work it took them to get there you know yeah. you don't know there is no area standard yeah. like in any part of the country like yes like different areas will have like kind of like a you know oh this is kind of roughly around what everyone charges but i would encourage you to not look around at what other people are charging mm -hmm. um and and charge you know what is reasonable for your skill and your time and your service and everything like that and your area does influence it, it. influences it but you can't expect it like if you're in southern utah yeah There's not much you can do <laughs> i'm not really... talking about pricing i'm talking about being booked like if yeah, if yeah, you can't go true. into an area just expecting because everyone else is fully booked at a certain price point that that's automatically going to happen to you you do need to do all the things that we just mentioned um and don't give up if you're not doing those things just don't give up keep doing them um and if something isn't working for you then pivot you know pivot pivot babes um 
yeah because some people are like how oh. would they what would they pivot to well like some people um a, a lot of people i know when i moved here because it's very saturated here a lot of a lot of it is a it lot is. of people um were advertising on like marketplace and they were posting in facebook groups and th- and you know they're like well it's not working for me you know people just come in one time or they don't show up and then don't do that thing yeah. <laughs> you know or you- they'll use like a marketing service and they'll get clients that come in and they um oh they'll get like appointments booked but they'll either get no shows yeah. or they'll either just come for the first one and then never book any yeah. any new appointments and it's like okay if that's happening like try something else yeah that's why i love booked and busy the ebook that i wrote because um it's not just like a few things it's a lot of things it's things to do in person it's things to do online it's yeah you absolutely your... you don't have to do everything in booked and busy but but there's a lot of things lot of that options. go into it there's a lot of options if you're like oh well that's not really my jam like if networking events do aren't your jam else. then that's not your thing like don't good. force it you know because there's ways to get clients where it's natural to you and for me what was natural to me was like providing a service in person and like getting that feel and like giving them that service you know hands on that's what's comfortable to me so that's why model sets and and was kind of my way to go but if that's great but if that's so uncomfortable for you you feel like you're gonna throw up you know then um rely on your portfolio work you know rely on um referrals from your existing clients you know there's other things um and and just have fun with it like if in that free time do beautiful photos do branding um tweak your tweak make sure your google seo is like solid and up and running um ask for reviews from anyone that comes through your door and anyone that was like in your previous state like i remember i I didn't really care to ask for reviews for the five years i was in in alaska because i was like well why do i need reviews i'm so booked but the month before i moved here to prepare i asked all my clients to write me genuine reviews for my arizona business page yeah and so everyone in arizona was like wow this girl has glowing reviews she's not even in the state that's a hack that's a hack that's a good and my my, your current clients can kind of like help you with that transition writing you reviews posting about you more kind of like helping you um along that process ask them if don't do it on your existing business page because they won't transfer if you move locations. Yes. You got to do it. You got to set up the new business page first, then have them review yes. that one. And I will just say, um, obviously, that was a lot of growing pains for that first month or two. And it, and it was uh, it was it's hard on your mental health. You're going to question yourself like, OK, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I whatever? Stick with it. Be gentle on yourself. Give yourself grace because you're you're in a new place. You know, you're a fish out of water. Cry and it out on the bathroom floor if you need to. <laughs> one time. One just time once, only. though. Just once. Baddies don't cry often. Yell at your husband <laughs> and then get it all out. Yeah. And do then you have go any more do you have any more advice for them? No, I think you killed it. You sure? I feel like I talk too much. Do you have anything? That see, this is what I always say when I end the podcast where I talk a lot. And you then you're anything? all what do you always say? You don't have anything to add? Uh no, I think I think that was great. Move to a new state, do model sets, have a good referral program. Yeah. What else? I don't think there's anything else. I think this was a good podcast. Okay. I'm really glad. Good I app. hope it reaches the right people. Um, I, it's so cool. Like two years later to get to like help other people do the thing that yeah. I was, that I thought was like going to be the hardest thing ever. Yeah. That's the thing is it's it so felt, cool. it felt so, so like difficult to do in the moment. And then it we look did. back and, and the other thing too is when it was happening, it felt like it was happening so slowly. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was taking so long for you to get clients. Yeah. But then we look back and it's like, wow, you know, you were fully booked by March. We moved end of January. I was looking at my schedule and I was like, wow, my March was full. Yeah. But it's like in that 
in that time, like end of January, all of February, it felt so bad. Yeah. It felt and so like if you do it, if you move to a new state and you're like struggling and it feels really bad, just like try to take an objective look at it and be like, okay, is is it actually bad or it, does it just feel like it's going slower than I would like? Can I mention one other thing? Uh, yeah. This is such a little thing, but um, so when I was living in Alaska, um, I... Like for the first three or four years that I was a lash artist, I didn't have my lashes done. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. And then toward the end of me living in Alaska, like I was getting my lashes done. But when I moved here, um, I started getting my lashes done by Tress, uh, Tress from Lashbox LA. Tress dot Lashbox LA. Yeah, and Tress we is like her. the world's best lash artist in the world. So she's actually yeah the best in in the entire world. I think so. So I th- I, I agree. So Tress. Uh, was like my only friend when I moved here and I started getting my lashes done by her and she was just lashing me. And it's so crazy because Tress's work, like when you see it in person is so clean and good and like perfect. Um, and so everyone that I would see in it, like the first thing people would notice about me was my lashes. Oh yeah. Cause they were perfect. I mean, everyone was just like your lashes. Who does? I could go to the, the mall, the Scottsdale fashion score yeah. and every single person, every single store would be like, who does your lashes? And so it was kind of, it was great with Tress. Cause then you could say, oh, well she doesn't accept any new <laughs> yeah. clients, but you could see me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so I think like, just like I, I didn't understand the value of like, like having lashes wearing work that looks like yours so you know like yeah get similar work to your own get similar work to your own yeah um and 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 preferably see someone who's not taking new clients if you can yeah then it makes it real easy because yeah and so it it was cool because i got to be like oh yeah i'm i'm a lash artist my friend does mine you know she's not accepting clients but like here's my you know if you want lashes like this like this is my instagram this is my work you know same stuff and it was really cool because i um that's a great way to advertise it was and i never really placed a lot of uh like emphasis on that like when i lived back home because my clients and everyone in my life just didn't really care you know they were like well and you were also fully booked so it was like, i was fully booked yeah okay. and so i i didn't really care about my own lashes but uh no that was that was definitely a little business builder is like believing in your work you know and like wearing it loving it um obviously we can't do our own lashes so either you know, have really beautiful strip lashes <laughs> or have someone do your lashes beautifully and, and represent the work that you do. Which, hey, full circle, mm-hmm. maybe one of the people who you reached out to earlier, uh-huh. one of the service providers in the area that we you said, remember? Yeah. You're like, reach out to service providers in the new area. Maybe yeah. one of them could do your lashes. Absolutely. And then you got beautiful lashes. Absolutely. To advertise yourself. Absolutely. I was so grateful for that because like Trust, you know, didn't take any clients. She was just doing mine and a couple other people's. And Trust and I worked for the same company. We both worked for Lashbox. And so it was so like, it was such a little business builder when people were like, oh, Trust is your lashes. And I was like, yeah, we work for the same company. And they were like, oh my gosh, you work, oh for, gosh. The, you work for the same company. You must be perfect. You're taking new clients. You do the same work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, it, really, it that did easy. help. Thank you, Twiz. That, yeah. <laughs> love you so much (laughs) we love trez yeah so um that That is the conclusion that was my that was my last little point and my last little point (laughs) (laughs) bye okay bye you guys we'll see you in the next one drop a comment below what you want us to chat about next and we love you so very much love you smooches Smooches. Bye bye bye